The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Hey, Molly. Hey, Amisha. Oh my God, you're never going to believe this. What am I never going to believe? We're going to be talking all things weight loss, accountability. I know you love that. Diet trends with dietitian BFF. Well, she will be my BFF, Alana Molstein. Yep, that's right. That We're talking sounds, it. We're um, doing it. That sounds amazing because I had chicken fingers for breakfast. <laughs> I just ate an entire, literally an entire box of nut bins. I'm not joking. We both need her help. We need your help. <laughs> Alana Molstein, I am so happy you are here. I'm so Summer happy to be here. Summer is coming. We need the body. You live in LA. She has two amazing kids, Olivia and Julian. You lost 100 pounds, okay? She has over 260,000 Instagram followers. You're a dietitian, a nutritionist, an educator, an author, how to drop it, which we're going to get into all of this. When I was working and doing my research, I found this thing, which I love it. It might be my new mantra. If you bite it, write it. If you nibble it, scribble it. If you drink it, ink it. If you snack it, track it. If you sneak it, <laughs> leak it. <laughs> we are so excited to sit and talk to you. I mean, I have 101,000 questions. I cannot <laughs> wait to so answer them So I all. just, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat literally Let's right now. Let's go. So, so you dropped... 100 pounds. And the title of her book is kind of what I want to get into. And, you know, how I dropped 100 pounds, enjoying carbs, cocktails, and chocolate. And you can too. All right. Alana Molstein, how heck did you lose 100 pounds? I, first and foremost, was miserable being overweight. You know, I think we're in a culture now, everyone wants to say it's good, it's fine, and bless everyone for being happy in their body at every size. I was not that way. I had tiny little friends and I was a hundred pounds heavier. I grew out of kids gap at like eight years old and was very close to going to Lane Bryant. And I was wearing size 20, you know, in gap.com and allnavy.com. I was 215 pounds and I was only five feet, two inches tall. And I was How old were 12, you? 13 years old. So I was really emotional eating. I was, you know, binging while watching television. My parents got divorced at a young age. I was living in Manhattan in New York City. If every allowance, I would go and get a venti frappuccino with extra whipped cream. I would have a Snickers bar for breakfast. Like my eating was totally reckless and emotional and mindless. And I just kept gaining more and more and more weight. And, uh, my, and that was at 12. Yeah. Well, even as early as eight years old, I was sent to fat camp weight loss camp. No. Yeah. I was in their brochure and everything. Uh, Camp Shane, it's like a famous weight loss camp. I was in their brochure. I had gone for so many years. My doctor sent me because my cholesterol was high. My blood sugar was high. So I went as a really young kid. I lost 30 pounds and I just gained it all back in the school year. I went back, you know. The cycle. It's like the the yo-yo diet cycle. I went through so much yo-yoing before 15. It was crazy. And I basically used weight loss camp as an excuse to eat whatever I wanted in the school year, kind of like what people do with crash dieting now. But it turns out you can gain a lot more weight in 10 months than you can lose (laughs) in two. So I just kept trucking higher and higher and higher. And it was when I was like 13 years old, I was just finally fed up. And I'm like, enough's enough. 
Like, I'm not doing this for my doctor. I'm not doing this for my parents. Like, I literally needed to do this for myself. What really helped me when I'm really trying to help my clients and those reading my book and doing my program is I had to come to terms with a couple things. Like, you can't eat Snickers bars and eat whatever you want and have no accountability and also feel great in your body with great energy and all that stuff. (laughs) Okay, we we have this conversation. So I've actually, I would say, since Molly and I have been friends for 17 years, I used to eat horrifically. But I had a fast metabolism. No, literally, I would be starving. Like, I mean, I'm like, I like look, I'm like dying at the height of my modeling. And she's like sitting there and she was so thin. I have I, never had that much. I heard you say that on another podcast. I am, I'm terrible. like you. I always, I struggle. I still struggle. I've always. I thought pad thai was healthy. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I know. That's how people feel with sushi, even if it's tempura. I was See, like, this exactly. is healthy. This right. is healthy. Yeah, and we have to talk to her about sushi. Yeah. Like, we well, I never had that privilege. I, maybe like Molly. I mean, if I look at a bagel, I'll gain three pounds. Like it's, I'm very, Now it's the same. My metabolism has always been that way. My mother would. She's not with us anymore, but she she would try to go on diets with me. She could eat an entire thing of peanut butter. I could have a spoon and gain weight. She would lose five pounds. It's like the biggest. She had like huge boobs and she was tiny. And there I was like, not really that much at the time, but... I don't know. Just her such just, a sensitive metabolism. I'm the same way. It's such a sensitive metabolism. And it's tricky with her. if you like, love food. Like me. Like it's such she a loves, tricky I thing. love food. I love, I really, I, I can totally work this game with you. I mean, no one loves food as much as I do. People love to tell me like, no, Alana, you don't get it. I could eat a pie of pizza. I'm like, you don't think I could eat a pie of pizza? Like, so she couldn't? eats to live. I live to eat. Yeah, that's, and we, that's, that's the difference. difference. So the goal is our... to find the bridge in between it. You know, like it's to find that middle ground because there is that middle ground where like you can totally eat from a purposeful sense, but you never have to. And that's what I struggle with, you know, coming from having to be so thin, having to get into a size two or, you know, a sample size. It's funny. I was talking to someone the other day. They're like, oh, I'm so happy. Oh, I was talking to Jenna, our next guest. And we were like laughing. She was at Vogue for so many years and we're like getting into the sample sizes and just the pressure and how. For me, it's definitely messed me up in the head in terms of like, you know, I don't feel like I can eat normally. I know that sounds so sad. Well, normal is also really subjective. I feel like we all have to redefine what normal is. Our definition of normal eating now in the United States in 2021 is like outlandish. You talk to someone from Italy, they think we're, our portions are like psychotic, right? So, so quote unquote normal, I think is like really unfair and subjective. And I think what people are saying is totally fine and, and too restrictive and overly restrictive is like, it's really up to the person and what is ultimately making you feel healthiest in your body and giving you labs that you're comfortable with and a size you're comfortable with and energy level. And listen, you know, friends of ours, they're a size 20. They're amazing. They feel great. They don't care. They don't, and it doesn't bother them. And like, I'm like, I want to be you. I I, I know that sounds weird, but like, I want to feel good. Like I have this, you know, it's like I'm two years ago, I was on the carpet for the Oscars and I don't know. I had a situation with someone on my team that made me feel like I was like, I didn't look good in the dress. Ugh. It, like, They're li- fired. No, <laughs> but we talked and I said, listen, you cannot put that pressure on me. You cannot make me think that I don't look good. I, I oh, yeah. have worked Kids so hard. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And you look unreal. That's, that's really tricky. I feel like you've been in a place where it's a lot of outward 
accountability and like outward motivation. But it does and, help because it gives you that accountability. And that's what I say to I, her. Yeah. I go, if this your is ass a, has to walk down a carpet or get into a bikini or get into a swimsuit. You get it together. Trust me, you ha- the little bit of pressure sometimes helps you. Well, that's what like, I encourage everyone to get yesterday, with the you know, taking pictures of me. I was like, oh my God. Look at myself. Well, that's why I love everyone embracing accountability. And if it's, you're not a super, it's funny. I did an interview with another supermodel. I won't say her name now. Um, and we were talking offline and she was like, oh, I never use scale. I'm like, because you're literally, like, she's literally a, a catwalk, you know, yes. regular. And I was like, she's a Kylie Jenner. You are, it, right. Kendall, it wasn't, Kendall. it wasn't Kendall's one in the circle. Yeah. And I was like, but you are literally measured. Like your waist is being measured on a daily basis. Yeah. So you don't have to use the scale. But I was like, when you kind of retire out of that, I All do right. recommend the scale. Let's talk about the scale. I hate the scale. I, I love the scale. I oh, hate good for the you. scale. I'm sorry. It just like gives me like, I can't. Yeah. Can I tell you what I use? Sure. I use jeans. Oh, okay. That I know don't have stretch. That- they don't have stretch. Oh, okay, I'm dying great. right now. These bitches don't have stretch. Okay, okay well, that's I, a I can huge difference to stretchy, like American jeans, where no, we no, no, no. are leggings with a butt. No. You know, I didn't I didn't lose 100 pounds, but I had to lose close to 82, 83 pounds. Right. I had a thyroid problem after my pregnancy, and it was ask her. It definitely put me into, but I committed, and it took, what do we think, like 13, 14, 15 yeah. months, right when I was ready to get pregnant again. It was right. so fun. But, okay, tell me your... I guess what we want, we want to know your philosophy. Sure. She, I want to know client, your philosophy. Okay, go I am your client, mom. Yeah, absolutely. We want to know. The I thoughts like on the scale. The thoughts on the scale. And we sure. want to know what you consider to be a healthy eating plan if you want to lose weight. She wants to lose more than I do. I want to lose five to six and maintain. Yeah, I've never met a woman who didn't want to lose five to six pounds. Some like, threw away from a five <laughs> yeah. to six pounds. Right. When I was at the top of my weight, again, like I was just crashing and and then I would go back to camp every June and I would almost, I got to the point where I begged my parents to go to weight loss camp because I like, I needed it for the catch up. So I went back every June and I would go on the scale because you had weigh in and measurements and before pictures and all that deal. And I would see the weight and it was always shocking. Like, here I go again. And every year was the same thing. I would avoid it for 10 months and then I'd go back and then be shocked. Like, oh my God, I didn't just gain back the 30. I also gained 20 plus more than that. So I gained 50, right? It's very easy it's to like gain 50 pounds in 10 it's months. like, you know, you st- she lost it on the first one, right? I gained 36 pounds with my first baby and then I lost 15 of it. And then I got pregnant again. And what I did was I made sure I didn't gain more than 15 right. or 20 pounds with each pregnancy after that. So, but I never lost that 20 and now right. I'm 15 over. So well, it's like, now I, have, I got you. 15 is, that's like nothing. I mean, I could do 15. But that's like two I've got months, 35 nothing. now. Okay. 35 is still nothing. I mean, I help clients lose 150 pounds. So, like, okay. Tell, is, tell, okay. What do you tell so, clients? Right. I always tell them two pounds at a time. It's never too late to get it together. Two pounds, two at, pounds a time. at a time. Oh, two, it's written we're on the water pounds, bottle. We're writing it two pounds at a time. Yeah. Two pounds at a time. I really did truly lose my 100 pounds, two pounds at a time. And I think everyone has to. If everyone's focused on 20 pounds, every day you're not 20 pounds down. You're just going to give up, pretend like you don't care, pretend like it's not working. But when you focus on two pounds, it works. And so I did that. I basically came back from a weight loss camp that summer. I went from, let's say, 215 to 185. And I was like, I'm going to bring a scale into my closet so I'm no longer shocked. And at the very least, I'll keep it off. So I would go on every day, every other day. If it went up to 187 or 189, I would just remember all the things that were working 
working. And that's how I started building my weight loss program, my two B mindset program that now over, you know, 300,000 people are doing or whatever it is. And you were like 13 or 14. I was like 13 and 14 years old. Amazing. Well, I'm a volume eater. So I started deciding I'm a volume eater. I can't eat less. Eating less is never going to help me. It just makes me binge later. I have to stop pretending like that's me. I'm a foodie. My family is a foodie. What's your blood type? I don't know. Do you believe in any of that? The O, the A, the O is more protein and A is more fish? I do believe there, like, some people could be vegan. I couldn't. Like, I went vegan at one point. I gained tons of weight. I was eating peanut butter from a jar, like, dying for the protein. I tried to be, um, what's it called, pescatarian, like, plant-based with fish, which was amazing, amazing, until I got mercury poisoning twice. So that was fun. So I do need lean proteins. I need, like, Greek yogurt. I need egg whites. Like, I I need— Tell me a day in your your food plan, in your meal plan. I am a volume eater, so— it really helps with the scale. It always helped me like, okay, you're volume now eating carbs. You need to be volume eating veggies, right? I always say water first, veggies most. So veggies, which, so I just did, sorry. Yeah, no, tell water me. Water first, veggies. No, because water I, first, veggies I did most keto my, the month yeah. of, I started in January. And okay. I lost 10 pounds in a month. Sure. And I really liked it, uh-huh. but it made me freaked out about certain things. Like right. Because you have to count veggies as carbs. Ugh. And it was 20 net grams of carbs a day, which mm-hmm. is nothing. Nothing. And- I had to count my onions. So there was two things. One, I was like starting to freak out about- How much onions about, do you use? I mean, not that many onions. It doesn't like, matter. It garlic makes you like scared of- It makes you scared. Peppers. Like I made a Greek salad that was beautiful and so healthy in my mind. But then when I added it into my oh, Fitness Pal app- It's heartbreaking. Counting. I was like, holy shit. I just like consumed 15 grams of carbs- No, but those- Eating a salad of veggies. Oh, that's the and biggest so, problem with keto. And then it was people so hit a wall hard. and then I'm like- I've never met a woman, like, and Molly, you can please keep your insight on here, and I'd love to hear your feedback. I've never met a woman over 35 years old who is a small size and is thin, fit, in shape, and isn't eating at least a salad a day, and isn't 100%. eating loads of salad. A hundred percent. My biggest thing is like, I do nothing. I don't go to the gym. I just, you know, I eat a burger. You don't eat a fucking burger. No, you don't. You don't. You don't eat a and burger. You, and- you're eating salads, or you're eating, yeah. wa- drinking water. Like, you're not eating. Or you're just not eating. Or you're just not eating. <laughs> Which is, honestly, everyone has to pretend, like, everyone has to stop pretending like that's an option. Because in 2021, especially not, if you're living in America, we're all eaters. Yeah. It's all not an option. And also, eaters. it's yeah. not, I, you know, we talk about this, and, you know, my philosophy with weight loss and has changed. You know, I'm a mom of three. It's, I, yes, of course, I always will want to be thin, but I want to be healthy. Right. And, and you want to model healthy habits. I want to model healthy habits. And yeah, of course, can I fast like there's nobody's business? I've trained myself to do it. I can do it. If I she know. She has willpower. I have willpower. I don't. She has no willpower. So I, I have a big she question for no you. So willpower. what was the first thing that you did when you were back home after uh-huh. camp and you had your scale in your closet? What was the first trick that you gave yourself? Right. So I realized, okay, so back at weight loss camp, you would wait online for like an hour for your food. And it was always a big deal who, which bunk could get their food first, right? So you would wait in line and you would get this like pre-portioned tray of food. And that was it. You went to the table and that was your meal. But I discovered, because I'm always like a little trickster New Yorker, right? Like, what can I get away with? I discovered a few years in that actually, if you go up and ask for extra salad, you can get more salad. And you could always get double veggies if you get up and ask. Once I realized that that was an option, I was literally the only one in my bunk. I would, no matter what, I would finish it fast so I can go up and get seconds. Like, I was always like, what, what can I get away with? What can I manipulate? So I always did that. And then when I would come home, I would forget that. And I would go right 
back to eating instead of one slice of square pizza, I would go back to a pie. So that's one thing I brought in. Instead of eating popcorn in front of watching the television at night, I would get like the bird's eye frozen blocks of broccoli. You know, those. Yeah. I would take two of those. I'd put them in a huge microwave safe, like Pyrex glass bowl. And then I would just microwave it and then spray it like crazy with like, I can't believe it's on butter spray and salt. <laughs> oh, I did and, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I would just eat that instead of popcorn. Like it was buttery and salty and snackable. And I was like in the 90s or too early Probably, yeah. And I just like started volume eating vegetables just like that. And and literally did that with anything I get my hands on. And that was before we were as lucky as now. Like now we have cauliflower rice and yeah. cauliflower fried rice and cauliflower stir fry. Like I would have killed for that. So give me your meal plan. Like what do you, like give me a meal sure. plan in the day of to be mindset. Or or yeah. more importantly, a meal plan what for you? me. No. Because well, everyone's you're, different. you're where your weight is, right? So if, right. You're, if you're telling someone, I want, we want to drop the first two pounds. Right. What would be like your Kickstarter to start your day with? First things first, an obscene amount of water. So I literally, water. I say this and I mean it to be true. I hate water, but I, I know I, I, love, I brought you I love something. Water. No, no, I, I brought water. you a water enhancer. I, I'm getting better. Just so you know, I take a mason jar with a glass straw because I don't like the other kind of weird yeah. straws. And I, you would chug. be proud. I love you water. You would be proud of You have me. to just chug. You have to get it I'm down. Chugging. You have to, and while you're drinking, you have to use the mantra that like I created all these mantras, like more water, more weight loss, more water, more weight loss. Like as you're drinking, for so many reasons, water helps you lose weight. It helps calm hunger, hormones, like everything. It helps you fill up. It helps you realize you're never starving. You're never rushed. You're, Isn't that what they say that sometimes when you think you're hungry, you're actually thirsty? It's like, Pretty much. I mean, we can go three weeks without food. We can't go three days without water. And I don't want anyone to go even a day without food. But I mean, unless like Correct. it's whatever, I don't want to impose anything on anyone. But we need so much more water than we need food. One of just like the easiest reasons why we need more water, like why you should be drinking water first. That's why my slogan is water first, veggies most, is all day our stomach is contracting, right? Like it's peristalsis. Our stomach is moving. You're digesting food. Even if you're upside down, it's going to go in the right direction. I mean, it could give you heartburn, but like our food in our stomach is always digesting and taking things in and our muscles are always contracting and working, thank God. If there's no food or water in your system, it could feel hollow. And that's when you feel those contractions and we hear it as grumbling, like growling, right? Like my stomach is growling. It feels so empty, I need food. (laughs) This happens to me every day. (laughs) Right. And if you drink a lot of water, it actually starts to fill your stomach up with like a lot of fluid and absorbs the sound. You don't even feel that hungry. Like I don't so want the anyone first to feel thing hungry. is water. We so start with water. water. At okay. least 16 ounces of water. It quiets our ghrelin, our hunger hormone. We have this like monster at the base to of our stomach. To start the day, 16 ounces of water. 16 ounces before your morning cup of coffee. 16 ounces. 16 ounces before your morning cup of coffee. I, that's the goal. Do you it's believe really, in celery juice? Just tell me. I, I mean, if you know. do, it's fine. I you don't wanna, have to. Know. You could just like eat two stalks and get the same benefits. But you could probably treat celery juice like it is water if you wanted to. Do you lemon in the water or just doesn't no, really matter? All just of drink. that is whatever. Whatever. Okay. Just you drink your water, 16 ounces, yeah. call it a day, then you can have your coffee. But I, like treat it like it's a principle. Like everyone, you know, people don't like any guidelines or restrictions. Like, give me some water. Yeah. I, share that water with me. <laughs> we always need water first, it, especially if you're kids. Like it's a great habit to instill in your children. Kids come home from school, mommy, I'm starving. Drink water first. Let's yeah. all drink water first. My kids Let's only drink breath. water really. My kids drink a lot of water and sometimes it's some lemonade. Okay. Yeah, sometimes some orange juice. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes some Gatorade, but don't judge yeah. me. All right. I, nothing don't at worry. all. Okay. So lots and lots of water. I always say I have the same amount of volume now as I did 100 pounds ago, but I've translated it from juice and carbs and whatever to water first and veggies most. So I always start with, I drink obscene amounts of water. No one will probably ever drink as much as I do, but I drink, I mean, a lot, a lot of water. I always recommend everyone drink 
at the very least, this is for people who want to maintain weight, not even necessarily lose, at the very least half your weight in water ounces yeah. a day. If you're 150 pounds, it's 75 ounces. But that's like, I mean, for everyone listening who's like, I do that, but I'm not losing weight. You know, if you're 150, you can drink 90 ounces. Like, you, you know, yeah. more water, more weight loss, especially if you're an eater, if you're a snacker, it can really help. So then what's for breakfast? Okay, so you have for, your water, you have your coffee. You always want protein and some fiber. So, you know, for someone who's dairy-free, it might be like two eggs and two slices of like Dave's Killer Bread. Egg whites or? It can be two whole eggs and egg whites. It could be two eggs and egg I whites. I discovered this bread, guys, that I'm obsessed what with. What is it? It's base culture. It's only four net grams of carbs. Okay. I have a principle now that there's so many amazing products that like taste carby, but have low net carbs. I just, you know what, if it tastes like carbs, I just treat it as one. So even if it's like a low net carb thing, I still would pair it with more protein typically. I wouldn't like pair that with butter and call it a protein. Yeah. Typically. But that's just me. I mean, that not not necessarily the person who has to lose weight. They could probably start using those and it'd help. Um, But you can have some carbs. I just recommend carbs are the food group for energy. So we want to be consuming carbs when we're burning off energy. This is why people, you know, have a pie pizza and fries at night and don't know why they're like gaining so much weight. I mean, there's a lot more wiggle room to eat carbs when it's during the day and you're active and you're actually burning it off. Late at night, carbs are super tricky. So I try to keep them concentrated to the beginning half of the day. And that's what I recommend for everyone. And when you're eating carbs, I recommend them. I call them FFCs, fiber-filled carbs. More fiber, less give me, sugar. Give me some fiber-filled carbs. So like strawberries, you know, raspberries, butternut squash, sweet potatoes, baked potato. And you pair that alone or you pair it with a protein? Always pair it with a protein. Every always time you have protein. carbs, I always recommend you pair it with a protein. And what's your favorite protein? You know, I mean, I know you're dairy-free, right? I, I mean, a, I, I'm a little lactose intolerant. I wouldn't say I'm full. Right. Like, I'm not gluten-free. I'm not, I don't okay. have celiacs. I do have a little sensitivity. Sure. I buy you some bloating pills. I don't want okay. to talk <laughs> Okay, but like eggs or Greek yogurt or a protein powder that could be vegan, but it's just like, it's a concentrated like pea protein powder uh, in the morning. I mean, people have, I speak to people who do savory in the morning. Like if you go to other countries, they might have chicken or lean sausage or something like that is also totally fine. Tofu scramble works too. But you definitely want to start your day with a high protein. I love, protein. this is weird, but I do love egg whites. I'm not going to lie. I love, I love egg, egg whites. whites scrambled. Oh my God. Egg. Have you made my cloud bread or like the chocolate? I keep seeing your cloud bread what and I can't wait. We'll make it. In New Jersey tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's amazing. If you beat egg whites, it turns into this huge meringue. If you put in just a little bit of, like, cornstarch, it thickens it. And then you can mold it into this bread. And it is sensational. Like, it's, it's Oh, my like, God. I want it. It's amazing. And I want to make it. Can I tell it's you, like, a, yeah. my problem? Please. Do you know what nut thins are? Like yeah, you just had a box. Free, you yeah, said. I just had a box. Okay. But I, I can't stop. So you can't start. So I have a principle with I have a principle with carbs where it's, you know, I have a couple of like things when choosing carb. You want it to be about like let's say 150 or so calories per serving, right? So if nut thins are 170, that's fine. You want it to have at least one gram of fiber for every 10 grams of carbs, which I think yours hits. So like if it's 30 grams of carbs in the nut thin serving, which could be or 20. Uh, if it's 20, you want two grams of fiber. If it's 30 grams of carbs, you want at least three grams of fiber, like that first number. Got it. Okay. okay? Um, and ideally more fiber than sugar, which I also think the nut thins would fix. But my last principle when choosing carb is, but can you control yourself? Nope. No. Can I control and myself? And I think that this is only because I'm, I think I'm the only dietitian in America who has that as a principle just because I couldn't control myself and I was a hundred pounds heavier. So I feel like I can say that. I don't know if other people would even think of it, but 
I've seen people eat like bean-based chips, which are great. Like they totally fit the bill. Oh, I love simple I love meals. them. I love them. I love simple meals, but the I love the bean-based too. Yeah, the Benito's chips, and they're delicious, but also you have to make sure that last line, but can you control yourself, right? Like if you get the three and a half serving bag and you eat All half it. a bag or the yeah. whole thing, then it's probably not the best thing for you and your weight loss. Yeah. And because even with losing weight, my favorite thing people tell me is not just that they lost 50 pounds or they're at their wedding weight or whatever. It's that they feel so in control. They feel mm-hmm. like such a healthy We talk food. about this all the time. It puts you in a better headspace. You feel better about yourself. You have more energy. It's so empowering. It's so empowering. And I, you know, I know when I feel good, I'm like, yes, let's do this. Yeah, let's take you know pictures. I mean? Let's go somewhere. Yeah. Let's see people. Like, it changes everything. That's why, you know, I really feel like I have to speak out about this because right now it's so, everyone's so sensitive about what you could say, what you can't say. But I I mean, everyone wants to use this line, like healthy at every size. And you can be very healthy and be overweight. Like that's totally fine. Like you could be healthy with an overweight BMI and be eating well and be exercising. But there is a weight. There is a point. There is a threshold where it's really hard to be healthy. Totally. It's like, you know, our heart and our joints and our inflammatory. So back to to what I'm supposed to eat. Okay. So this is like a a breakfast. So this is breakfast. I make a peanut butter Wonder Whip every single morning. It's like my favorite thing in the planet. It's a peanut butter Wonder The recipe is in the the book. Um, But- I basically take peanut butter powder and I mix it with uns- like plain unsweetened Greek yogurt and I add some stevia and cinnamon and you whip it and it tastes like a peanut butter cheesecake. And I eat that like every You're day. Amazing. It's the best thing. I mean, I can't, I can't, I have to eat them all the time. And then you go, do you snack in between? And then breakfast? I'll put like bran flakes in it if I want to crunch or I'll put like strawberries with it. It tastes like a deconstructed PB&J. So when you're with a client or you're on your to-be mindset, do you do the meal plan for them? Do you say you can choose this, this, and this for breakfast? Like how does that work? I don't ever like to prescribe a sort of meal plan. Because let's say I tell you you should be eating like chicken and Brussels sprouts for dinner and your husband says, hey, Molly, let's get sushi. I don't want you to feel like, oh, well, now I'm off and I can do it, you know, I'm mm. screwed. So I never like to prescribe anything, especially because at this point I've worked with like thousands of people. There are, People have different cultures and habits and mm-hmm. things. And I don't want to tell anyone they have to stop eating at six when their family eats dinner at eight or like that they can't eat breakfast. And, and that is breakfast. what we call sustainability. Yeah. yeah. It's how you are with your family, with your friends, how you are at work. Like, you know, if you're on set all day, you've got to be really prepared. Totally. You know what I mean? Like I'm constantly taking small things. One of the biggest things I find personally, and I think most women probably that are in my position struggle with, is if I feel like I've fallen off the wagon, I feel like, oh, I'm screwed now. All or so nothing just gets it, you nowhere. It, it gets you nowhere. But the problem— We talked about this in the car coming here. All or yeah. nothing gets you nowhere. And it, honestly, I'm going to just blast you right now because it's not you. I hear this all the time. And I, I, when people really know me, they understand I'm a lot more tough love than they were expecting. But, you know, I always said all or nothing gets you nowhere. But the more and more I hear clients say I'm all or nothing, it's like if I'm not perfect, I go off. And I, I have to just say for what it is, I think everyone who's saying that just wants an excuse to eat whatever the heck I totally want. agree with you. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I don't think anyone no, it's actually true. thinks that— it's all or nothing is a thing. I think we're at a point where we all know that you can get away with eating two or three cookies as long as, you know, the rest of the day you're eating sensibly and you pull and it you back the next day. I don't think anyone believes that anyone has to eat perfectly because there's no such thing and no one does. And, and like, that's it's for just, me, I can't cut things out entirely. Right. Because, like, I do like a glass of wine. I do like to have sushi. And you shouldn't I should cut eat it sushi out. three times a week. I get that. Maybe I have it once or a month. Or you wrap it or, in cucumber and you have yeah. the brown rice on the side and yeah. you get extra edamame and extra, you know, cucumber salad. and Or do like a hand roll with no rice. Like well, I did that. I, I was good at that you, for like well, a month. You have to decide that like you kind of always have to do that. You know, yeah. I think we go, everyone wants to do these short-term fixes. Like I wish just everyone would accept a couple realities and that, yeah. that have changed my life. Like one is 
accountability is the greatest thing on the planet. Every time we, we like hate the scale and don't want to look at it, it's just asking to gain a whopping amount of weight yeah. rather than a small amount of weight. Yeah. Right. Just for like we avoid that little ego burn of seeing a few pound gain when it could lead to I was speaking to people post COVID. I mean, like post COVID, whatever. But 10 months later, a year later, people have gained 40 pounds this I year. Know. Yeah. A and, lot of people, just, including my dog, Ruby, she's 36 <laughs> effing pounds. On, she gained six pounds during COVID. She's like, well, I can't really feel her. I'm like, can't feel her ribs, she said. I can't you really know, feel her ribs this morning. I'm like, we have, what is happening? I think it's hard for people to listen to me who've like come from an eating disorder background or like have over, like I don't want anything to ever feel restrictive and you don't have to cut anything out, but you have to know yourself. I think everyone has to know themselves, not test themselves. I think that is the best advice. Yeah. I agree. So it's like for me, bread is actually not a trigger for me. Like for me, it tastes really bland. I like saucy food. I like wet food. I like like yummy mousse-like cheesy food. So for me, like putting lots of cheese and tomato sauce over spaghetti squash, I don't really miss that it's pasta. Like, it's yeah. just a vehicle to See, I love a crunch. Right. So if you love a crunch, then, you know, kale chips or seaweed snacks or whatever that stuff is. But, like, for me, bread, like, I can keep— I have loaves of bread in my house. Like, my fine. kids love it. It doesn't trigger me. But for several years, I told my husband, like, we cannot keep, like, chocolate babka in the house. And oh, I stuff. love— No, listen. I just got chocolate babka from, like, this great bakery near me. This so is what so we good. talk about. Like, you have to know yourself. I also, like, eventually, the past, like, a couple of weeks ago, I took everything off. All the cookies, all the brownies, all the crackers, all the—just all the stuff. I put it in the— uh, pantry just so I could hide it away because or like a garage pantry or a higher shelf in the pantry like somewhere where it's just out of sight out of yeah. mind because out of like in sight in stomach you know in sight in stomach god now, that's good what about portion size okay. you've talked about cutting it out and having veggies and protein now is there a like do you follow the hand rule like your protein should be the size of your palm or are you like right. if you're gonna eat protein eat it so I created something called the plate it method. So you can see a printout in my tracker book, which I give you guys in like my book, you can drop it. I created something called plate it because I don't believe in anyone portioning food or like using food scales. I mean, I just come from such a big family. We do so much buffet style. We do so many restaurants. Like I can never imagine counting or weighing or macroing or all it's that so stuff there. It's so hard. I and try to do so the unnecessary. And it, and it, it does work. It's, but it's so hard. You do not have to be a mathematician to lose weight. It's just like not a reality. So- what I do, though, is I recommend this, like, kind of, like, eyeball plate it method where basically you look at your breakfast, you want to kind of split it in half. Half protein and half fiber-filled carbohydrates and veggies extra credit. We're nodding that, yes, we yeah. can do this. Okay. Yeah, we can do this. I can then do this. when you look at a lunch plate, always want to make, like, an imaginary line down the center of the plate. You, it has to be at least half vegetables. Mm -hmm. It has to be. It can't be, like, fettuccine Alfredo with, like, a little spinach mixed in. It has to be, like— a salad or sautéed broccolini or, or something, or maybe carrots and hummus. Like Just really enough. quickly, on the salad, speak to her about the dressing. Yeah. Because I said, you know— you I love a dressing. That's fine. I love dressing. Do you know how— I disagree. I think dressings are, like, a, such a So I a have a couple tricks. I have a couple I'm tricks with dressing. Because I can't eat salad I make my own dressing. salad dressing now. No, so you're I, better. I, I've gotten really good. Like, I it's make really hard. all my salad dressing, and I, there's no you sugar, You can't do a Caesar nothing. dressing. Okay, so, you like— You can— with you an can, avocado, with an avocado no, mayo. No, that is so— It's still— it's Avocado so, mayo is still mayo. It's still mayo, and it's so many calories. It's so caloric. Right. Well, the, the thing is, though, is, is I call them accessories, like avocado and dressings and nuts and seeds and dried fruit and stuff like that. 
by the handful or with bread dipped in that, like Caesar dressing, which a lot of people do, and in the olive oil and in the tapenade and all I that stuff. I do love bread and olive oil. Honestly, yeah. I just like my mouth That's literally. That's tricky. I'm like, I, I'm like <laughs> but if salad, you're just, one of my favorite things, add a little salt on top. Right. But, but if, if you're just you, eating a salad, their calories are coming really from the dressing. It's really hard to gain weight eating salad dressings. But of course, like you go to some restaurants and like the Caesar and the Thousand Island and the ranch are loaded. So I have this little diluting technique where I just take like, if you're, you could do it really discreet at a table with people and they wouldn't even notice, but you take like your straw of water, a little spoon of water and you mix it in with the side. So always get the Caesar on the side and then you just max like two tablespoons of water. You stir it together and then you pour it on the salad. I like, it dilutes it. So instead of clumping onto five pieces of lettuce, it's now actually tosses better. And then there's even like a pull at the bottom you didn't even need, but it does still dress the salad and flavor it. I just drink water. Good for you. Because you need flavor. I mean, if you're going to be eating salads, it can't be bland, right? It has to be delicious. It has to be like a balsamic honey, like a little sugar to eat more salad, a little more fat to eat more salad is usually a fine thing. Do you eat bread? Yeah, I, do, I just, typically it's really not, it's not your thing. like a thing. Not your thing. So See, I know I like some people it is. I love my gluten-free toast. Well, gluten-free is such a buzzword to like mask what's, you know, everyone thinks if it's gluten-free, it's healthy for weight loss. It and helps my head, Alana. Just let, me, <laughs> just let me go with it. So have it. So have it. I know. It's but weird. But the marketing like, we talk about bread like wild. It. That's why I like I the base culture because it actually tastes like your gluten-free bread, but it's only, it's base culture. It's the pink one. Well, some people like, you know, if gluten-free bread is less delicious to you, so it's less tempting, then it really may help, right? Like, yeah. I think a lot of people, they say, you know, gluten-free helps them lose weight because most pizza stores don't have gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever's working for everyone helps. But I think a lot of people fool themselves thinking that they're, you know, eating gluten-free or eating. We know, have a lot of moms food. listening. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot. Don't double eat. So you'll yeah. eat your kids' chicken fingers, which she did it's last The hardest night. on moms. You will, you know, have a French stupid fry. orange bunnies that you don't even like. I don't eat. I mean— do we really like chicken fingers? I mean, like inside and stomach. And I never had them before. Cheers. I mean, before children. Yeah. Not. I mean, maybe like when right. I was a kid. But French fries. Pizza, so much harder. A on bite us. here, a bite there, and I realized that if I just cut all of that out, and I know this is going to sound terrible, yeah. but like I'll take my kids' plates, I'll put it in the sink, and I'll put water on. Yeah, over that's it. fine. Yeah. Better in so, the trash than in your body. Yeah. It, no, I know. Better in the like, waste than on your waist. And like these are literal mantras that I have to oh, say. I like that. Better in the waste than, than on your waist. Because your waist. I'm a Holocaust survivor grandchild. So for me, it was always finish your plate. It was like, how could you not? My mother the same way. And it's hard. It's it's and it's also it's hard, it's unnecessary, and it's not going to, you know children in Africa when you don't have it. And actually, what's really interesting to help all the moms with the guilt of this is we're actually at the first point in human history where we have a bigger issue of global obesity than we do of starvation. Wow. Wow, I didn't know Isn't that, that wild? So it's like, we, we do have to be okay with our servings. And the fact that the kids don't eat. One thing that helped me is I realized I kept finishing my kids' bowls of cereal every morning. Right. I know. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> right. So I told I my- Lucky Charms and I picked out literally the marshmallows. The marshmallows I just picked out them. the almonds of um, the silvered oh. almonds of the honey bunches of oats. So I totally get it. But I, you know, I finally told my husband, I'm like, you know what? You're giving them two big bowls. Like, that's also the problem. They're teeny little kids. You're giving them too much and it's causing me to overeat. So let's get to the root of the problem and really not the waste of the food. Like, let's give the kids, the kids can always take more. Like, maybe we're over serving them at the same that's, time. That's a big thing. I actually, I remember reading this probably when I was had time to read children's like parenting <laughs> books before I had more than one child. Right. And one of the things that I remember reading in one of these books was that we as parents feel this need, just one more bite, one more bite. And you're actually, I have three daughters. 
you're instilling something kind of unhealthy in them right. in that they know if they're full. And if and you don't need to force they don't get a treat or a dessert after that, but let them understand to not to learn to not overeat starts when they're totally. four or five years old. Do you We're be, like, grown believe in that? intuitive eaters yeah. and then we become you know, what we see, what we're raised yep. with and so forth. So, and I've, I've seen that with my own kids where I'm like, they say to me, mommy, I'm not hungry anymore. And I'm like, okay, you don't need to eat more, but you don't get dessert. Right. If you're telling me you're full. But this is it. This so, is like, it. Are you sure so, you like, don't want another bite or two before we put it away? Totally. Yeah. I, I think that's something that like almost, it's like a learned behavior when they're like, one more bite, two more bites, three more. And I, I catch myself. My husband does it every single night. Yeah, we I definitely, do it. Uh, yeah. And I know in the back of my head, I'm not supposed to. Well, it comes to the point, right? Like, unless they plan on, like, just snacking and snacking yeah. and snacking. And then being diligent. Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. I drink probably too much alcohol. You know, so, I don't mean— I, As I, I, I drink my rosé right now. As yeah. we drink our rosé. No, I think, you know, is it running the waistline? Is it— You know, right now there's such better— Is it wine better. or spritz or is it—what what right. is it— Right now, they're making wines that have so much less calories and less sugar. It's kind of amazing, you know? It's like there's almost a point where you can have like one and a half glasses of these lower sugar wines than you could have from, you know, a glass of the like old sugary wines. So that those are really great. Like if you can get your hands on things like that, that's awesome. I always recommend putting some sparkling water in a wine, especially if it's not a really expensive bottle that would insult anyone. But the bubbles and the effervescence they do so much. So first of all, they could make you feel a little drunker faster. It's kind of like that champagne effect. It's like the bubbles mm, just where, that, where is that? that? You know, I'm like not that at all. You know, like the bubbles kind of just like get you a little bit faster. Like I find it it kind of helps you get there sooner, so you don't feel like you have to drink so much to feel that same effect. That's just like a personal thing. But do you do, do you do tequila over wine? Water right I've, here. I've <laughs> switched. <laughs> I'm just gonna add some sparkling water right now. And to our rose make it a spritzer. It <laughs> helps. It helps you slow down. It helps you drink more water. It's it helps everything. So it helps you potentially like eat less and then from like mindless drenching afterwards. Talk about that a lot. So if I want to lose weight though, do you think that I need to cut my alcohol intake? Like say I drink, I'm not going to lie. I would never tell you to, but you know, once I have you like in my system, you're writing down. We're your clients now. Right. So like I brought you trackers and I want you to start writing down what you eat and putting in your weight every day. And like you will start to be like, you know what? I could probably go tonight without having it. You know, you have to plan ahead. I always say, like, we can have it all, but we can't have it all at once. Yeah. So if you know it's going to be, like, pizza night and cocktail night, like, would you rather a lot of pizza? Would you rather a lot of cocktails? Yeah. Like, you kind of have to decide if you're a drinker, if you're an eater. You know, it's really hard to be both and also have energy to want to work out at the next morning, to feel good in your body, you know? So I feel like everyone has to come to some new realities because, you know, we're, we've been in this, like, huge fog of do whatever you want, eat whatever you want, but, like, you know, our country, like Dr. Mark Hyman has dropped some really fascinating stats of like our death rates in America from COVID, largely due to our obesity rates compared to other countries. Like it's something we just have to stop ignoring. And so I love what you said at the beginning of like, I want to just eat normally, but like, what is normal? Yeah. Like drinking alcohol every night isn't necessarily normal. No. Um, drinking alcohol on the weekends, sure. But like, let's look at the weekends, right? We have Friday night. We have Saturday day drinking. We have Saturday night. We have Sunday barbecue drinking. Uh, or, or, or a Wednesday morning. Or, <laughs> or a game day. It's like, it's so easy to just be drinking constantly. We have to kind of look at the week and like see like, this is the night I'm going with friends. This is the date, you know. Plateau. Sure. People plateau. They can't get off the last five pounds. Yes, What is can. the best okay. advice sure. to give someone? 
I, you know, I even just like outlined this for a future video for my like beach body program. First things first of why people hit a plateau is they loosen up. You know, mm-hmm. they just loosen up. If you go to like the diligence you had in the beginning where you were gung-ho and you were pre-filling your water bottles and you were writing down every bite. So now it's like, ah, I don't really have to write down like that handful of goldfish I had in the pantry. No, but that's what I'll yeah. do. I'll have a little bite here. I'll take a piece of the pancake. I'll have a bite of the waffle. I'll have a bite of the... So that's maintenance mode. You know, like you you have to decide, like you have to kind of realize like I'm in maintenance mode and then almost be thankful that like you're doing well in maintenance mode, filling those in. But then to enter weight loss mode, it takes going back to that. So that's like the first thing, but I could go on and on and on with it. Everybody's different. How do you recommend listeners to find the right diet for the body? Is it keto, plant-based, Mediterranean, elimination, stir food? Is it well, first things first, I would recommend just getting my program because it has a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can watch the entire program in one night like a Netflix movie. So go to trytobemindset.com. Just get it. Watch all my videos. Again, you don't love it. You can return the whole thing. But watch my program and like my and way of losing weight. It is a full diet. It is, yeah. It's a full program. Like with, program. With recipes, with what to have for breakfast, with what to have for lunch, with what to have for dinner, how to go to parties, how to drink alcohol, what to do if you're at a plateau, what to do if the scale goes up, like how to change your mindset, what to do about exercise. Like I put it all in video-based form. So watch so the whole thing in under what's three hours. Once, if you had to describe the 2B mindset in one sentence, how would you describe it? It's simple, it's sensible, and it's sustainable. I don't care when people tell me like they lost 20 pounds with me in two and a half months. Like I want the results a year and a half later and see that they've kept it off, which thankfully now I have thousands and thousands of. I love that. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> it has, just, you have to be you able to new clients. Yeah. Good. No, but I I'm gonna listen, be sensible and sustain it. I wanna yeah. be sensible and sustain it, but I also I love accountability because then I feel like I don't have to worry. I'm like not alone. Right. Like, I feel like when someone tells me like that's what sometimes I want her to like do a meal drop off. So she doesn't have to think about it. She can just. But then the problem is people eat their meal drop off and their kids. Well, this is what she said to me. That's exactly it. That's exactly what she said. Everyone does I'll double eat. Right. If you're a mom, when as moms, it's really tricky. Like my best friends, like we're all moms and they all text me constantly like, Alana, I'm drinking water. I'm eating veggies. I need to lose 30 pounds. I'm like, but are you tracking? Are you really writing it down? It's too easy to treat your mouth like a vacuum cleaner as a mom. And as a working person, as just a distracted human being, that it really, accountability is everything. And I think we have to stop like shying away from it because it really is the key to happiness and success. So we go into something here called rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. Malls, you're up. All right. You ready, Alana? I'm so excited. What's your best wellness advice? Water first, veggies most. Ooh. What's one thing people should eat for breakfast? Protein. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Probably peanut butter powder. Ooh. What do you always put in your smoothies? Cauliflower rice frozen. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. it sneaks in some veggies and it just makes it thick and creamy. Oh. Coffee creamer versus latte. Coffee creamer, for sure. A splash of coffee creamer is so much better off than a latte. Do you know the superfood? I, I, I'm not an investor. I'm not. I just, I'm just a purchaser. No, I got to look at that thing. It's the superfood cream from Laird. It's so good. Oh, I've been using nut pods. I love nut pods. Oh, I love Girl, nut, pods like nut pods too. Yeah, okay, sorry. We digress. Right. When do you feel you're most beautiful? Which, by the way, if you can't see her right now because you're listening, she's a very beautiful, She is so stunning (laughs) and beautiful. After a really great, like, yoga or Pilates class. Go-to cocktail. Tequila, sparkling water with a splash of orange juice. 
Come on. Paloma. Ours is with grapefruit. But yeah, you know. or grapefruit. Totally. Yep. totally. Yep. Splash. Splash. Just Key a splash. on the splash. Or any cocktail that they have specialty, and I always say little to no agave. So like yes. I like the rosemary. I don't like, like, okay, I don't like tell everybody about no agave. No agave. Agave sugar, honey yeah. sugar, maple syrup of sugar. Like yeah. we can all kid ourselves all our want, but like that's why I have that TikTok series on healthy versus healthy for weight loss. Like granola, it's a crushed up cookie. Healthy versus healthy for weight loss. Yeah, I like that. That's like the gluten free bread. It's like you, if you still have seven slices, like you're still kidding. You're still eating bread. Don't judge exactly. me, Alana. I'm not your so, so <laughs> Who's your wellness go to? Ooh, that's a great question. Who do you look up to? Um, I look up to you. I love your Instagram. I look up to every woman over 35 who shows that they continue to put effort in it and is honest about it. Mm-hmm. Honest about it. Yes. And I also actually, my favorite people to look at are like grandmothers, like an 80 year old grandmother who's run and running after like fit and running after grandkids. I want to know everything. Yeah. You would have loved my mother. She oh. walked four miles. Love no. her. I mean, almost till the end. Fit granny is my goal. <laughs> fit granny, I love it. Favorite indulgence? Hmm. I love this cloud bread pizza I'm making. I try to like make my indulgences also that feel good in every respect. Yeah. But a cocktail too. What's your favorite workout? I love power vinyasa flow, especially when it's a hot room. But since COVID and the hot yoga has been out, I find like all outdoor yoga is just not hard enough. Like I'm just not sweating enough. It doesn't feel like enough of a release. So I've been doing reformer Pilates a lot. Do you believe in working out? I believe it's the best thing for the mind. And I think it's really hard to be like happy and sleeping well and managing your stress, at least for me, if you're not working out or at least walking a few times a week. Do you think it helps with weight loss? No, I think food is everything yeah. and exercise is extra credit. Yeah. 80-20, boo. 80-20. Okay, best beauty treatment. Oh, I love Moroccan oil, hair oil. I mm. feel like I can't live without that. Your hair is amazing. Is that all your hair? No, it's not. I mean, it's fantastic. Don't Thank you. Don't ever say it's, that. It's, it's, it's half, half. It's, The halo is amazing. It's, I'm it's amazing. I love the halo. And it's ombre. Favorite sheet mask? I don't do enough of them. That's okay. I like just like regular, you know, I use the Dime Beauty products. I just like use those skincare products every day. And I never do like any of like the hair masks and the face masks as often as I should. Favorite mascara because you have amazing mascara oh, right Thank now. you. Uh, I love like the bad girl. Yeah, she's good. Mm. Oh All my right. God. Honestly, I, I don't even, I'm like, they're like, you have to wrap it up. You have to wrap it up. I don't want to wrap it up. Am I desperate do- if I ask for your phone number? <laughs> yeah, please. Is it too soon? Text me every, literally text me every single day. My best friend texts me every day. Send me a package, like the back of like these cookies you got for your kids. You know, I, my friends like love my little responses. My friend just sent me like Trader Joe's has these like plantain chocolate covered croutons or something like that. And there, she's like, what do you think of these? I'm like, they're great for your kids. She's like, that was a very gentle way of saying, take your hands out of the I bag. I have one question. <laughs> Trader Joe's, you mentioned. Yeah. Cauliflower gnocchi. Is that a yes or a no? I still recommend you treat it as a carbohydrate. Okay. Like you have it for lunch, uh, but you still have it with other veggies. So yeah. it's, it's nice that it's a kind of like a volume hack because it's cut with some cauliflower, the I mean, serving size is larger. Cauliflower is what it is, right? Right. I love cauliflower. It, it's still not cauliflower. You yeah. know, that's the thing. It's like if it tastes too good to be true, it probably it should be counted Can more. Can we just as a ask carb- you one more question? Everything. I know we can't. Everything. All right, you guys, Alana Molstein. <laughs> <laughs> To be mindset. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, you're so good. Buy the book. Go see the videos. You're incredible. How to drop a hundred freaking pounds. And mm. I'm not going to eat chicken fingers or French fries. Honestly, this is like invigorated me. Yeah. And I mean that. Good. Like, yeah. I've been struggling lately to like. I'm like, okay, I'll do. Don't judge me, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a ton of bone broth today. And then I like go back the next day. I'm like, 
I'm just so like all over the place. You gotta, like, you gotta just admit that you like food and admit then then it has to be with water first and with veggies most. Yeah. You know, that. you just have to like come to terms. Like again, like I've never met a woman over 35 who is slim and fit and feeling really energetic who isn't eating loads of veggies. Yeah. So like that is the inherent problem with keto. Like, well, yeah. it, I'm not going to diss anything that has worked for some people, but like anything that's telling you that too much salad is too much salad is a huge problem because you're not going to see that in any coast, in any country around the world, anyone limiting the yeah. salad to be yeah. thin, fit and healthy and strong. Oh my God, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this. Thank you so much. I, I don't want to say goodbye. I know. Okay, well, you're going to have my number. I'm going to say talk to you later. I'm going to text you in like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a wrap on our episode, Lipstick on the Rim. Um, I hope you guys enjoy learning all about Alana. Honestly, everyone struggles, you know, and we're here with you, Emish and I. I'm really with you. We, you know, <laughs> don't look at Instagram, you know, and social, and it's the best version of what people put out there. But, you know, we can hold you accountable Alana is definitely going to hold us accountable. Yes. But literally, she like inspired me. I know. We are not. I'm going to be so skinny this summer. We are going to be so, we are going to be so hot. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> I I'll might be not fit. wear a muumu this I, summer. I oh, might, we have a whole I thing might. about muumus. I'm like, if you wear another, another muumu. I wear Moomoo's a lot of. are a huge yeah. reason why people gain weight in the summer. Like people think like, oh, in the summer you'd be morally really accountable. But nah, those dresses get really loose and the drinking hours get oh. really long. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lessen my drinking hours. And she is not, she's going to go one month without a French fry. I am. I can do it. Starting You can today. definitely do it. Especially with an air fryer. Air fryer potatoes. And also make my turnip fries. Turnip fries are the biggest game changer on the planet. Once you have a tray of turnip fries and you see that you can lose weight the next day after a tray of turnip fries, you'll never be the same. All right. Part two on the way. Yeah. Can you stay for can you stay for the next episode? <laughs> Will you tell all the listeners out there where they can find you? Sure. Instagram, TikTok, like all the socials, obviously. My book is called You Can Drop It. You can get it on Amazon. There's also an Audible that people love, uh, an audiobook. And um, my program is at trytobemindset.com. That's so good. You guys, she said this. I mean, she said it so well. Like, I'm actually going to, like, film her saying that. It was like, she had a little, she had a little, like, sway with how she's saying it. Now I'm going to take her picture and make her feel so amazing. Look how beautiful. I mean, she's so pretty. You guys cannot see her, but she has the best smile. Thank you. You're the best. Eyes. Beautiful eyes. She's so excited for this podcast. Thank you. I'm going to listen to every episode. I'm so excited. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey with us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and at Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive deeper into our favorite products and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a joint production between Dear Media and Pod People. A very, very special thanks to Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, Alana Goldwasser, Brittany High, Michelle Harrison, and everyone at Dear Media. Make sure to follow Lipstick on the Rim and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast so you never ever, ever miss out on the fun.